0: Let's go. Welcome
1: to the Loans on Demand podcast, the show where we flip the real estate status quo on its head and put loan officers into the driver's seat. We, we, we give you all the tools, strategies, resources, and mindset needed to modernize your mortgage business and thrive. And my name is Luke Shankula, aka Longform Luke, and this is the Loans on Demand podcast.
0: I hope you're ready for the Loans on Demand
1: podcast. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Loans On Demand podcast, the show where we help loan officers flip the status quo on real estate agents and put loan officers in the driver's seat. And man, today I'm excited because we have the one, the only Ian Anderson, mortgage broker with American Mortgage Services, and <laughs> I've known more uh, I've known Ian for a little bit here and in his first year full-time last year he did 25 million, so I really wanted to have him on here and just kind of talk a little bit about that journey and how did you uh, you know, how did you kind of create this business? so quickly right and you know i put this in quotations here if you're if you're not watching the youtube video version of this if you're watching it on you know apple or something like that um you know it's there's the journey is always different for everyone so before we get into that though i wanted to uh Mm -hmm. just say hey what's going on ian how you doing man
0: uh, dude, I'm I'm awesome, man. Awesome, can't complain. The the one and only Ian is I've never never been introduced like that. I, I was wondering if you could just kind of follow me around, and just introduce me everywhere. Yeah, that's what cool. I'll
1: do, man. Anytime you walk into a restaurant, I'm <laughs> gonna be like, and now introducing. No, I'm just kidding, but that would be a uh, that would be funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that would be a nice ego show. Well, yeah, I'm doing great, man. Awesome, awesome, brother. So, uh, tell <laughs> us a little good. bit about kind of your story. What what got you into the mortgage industry, and and you know, what what, what have you been up to, man?
0: So, I mean, you know, the, the way I got into the mortgage industry is pretty much the same story as a lot of other people. You know, you I, I had a friend of mine who was doing it. He was just getting started in it, um, you know, and, and, and I had a, a chat with the broker, you know, or the owner he was working for at the time, and he was telling me about the business, the kind of money you could make from the business, you know, all about it. And, you know, as soon as they were telling me that stuff, I was like – that's this is crazy this is crazy i like, guess that's a ton of money so you know i was working a full time job at the time um and you know i was making good money at that full-time job so my whole idea which a lot of people who get into this is i'm just going to do this part-time right. you know i'm just going to pick off some people who want to do it right and you know the guy i was working for he was saying look you know you just bring me the lead go out find business and i'll do all the all the leg work and you know you can you know, we'll we'll make a split out of it so i was like okay cool so I did that for a little while. Um, what I did to get started was I would just do whatever I could after work, right? So, you know, on Saturday and Sunday, I was hitting up open houses, but I'd go into the open houses. I'd, you know, shake hands with the person and say, hey, my name's Ian. I just, you know, I'm just, uh, I would even make kind of a joke about it. I'm like, I'm just here to uh, shake hands and kiss babies. I know you're super busy, but I just wanted to introduce myself and follow up with those people. Um, just doing that, I didn't know what else to do. And I heard that that was a good thing to do. And I wanted to get started on it. Uh, so I talked about my first real estate partner. And I'm still, I'm still partnering with him to this day. You know, I remember it. I came in and the guy was, he was in this open house all by himself. He's probably bored. He said, like, you want to just do the rest of this open house with me? And I was like, sure, yeah, why not? So I'm still staying each other deals to this day. So a little stuff like that. I went to um, uh, real estate investing groups after hours, like at 5.30. They had like a REI, like uh, Real Estate Investing Club. Um, there I got, you know, pitched investment loans and all that kind of stuff. But then nothing like that really moved the needle right? And I was doing a part-time for a while. I started to become miserable in my job. I hated the nine to five grind. It was absolutely just, it just beat me up. Um, I was miserable and I just decided, I was like, you know what I'm going to do, I'm going to do everything I can to make this happen. So I, um, I wanted to start my own BNI chapter, right? I, I, the, the owner of the brokerage where I worked at, he was, he was like, Mr. BNI He's like, it's the greatest thing in the world. You're going to make a ton of money. This is, that's, that's all he did. And he was really good at it too. Um, so I was like, okay, um, I'm gonna try to start my. Um, and he's like, you gotta start your own because, like, in the mortgage industry, you, you can't really join right. one because everybody's one. So I go on to I, I go on to call them and they say, oh, you know what? We actually have one opening in Lakewood Ranch, or like where I live. He's like, you won't believe it. They got they got a mortgage seat that just opened. So I joined it. Anyway, that was that was tough, man. D- doing that and working a full time job, it, it it was insanely stressful. I was I was going to do my BNI meetings. At a local restaurant up the street on my laptop, and then when I would get done the meeting, I'd close my laptop. I would drive to my office, five minutes away, and work there for the rest of the day. I was taking calls from leads, from referrals in there um, while I was at work. It just it became so stressful, and I started to get. You don't get a lot of deals from it. I got maybe one to two deals a month, but hey, that's enough to. I remember talking to my wife. I was like, you know what? Let's let's just make the let's make the full move, jump ship completely. Um, and then all I did from there is I just, I worked 40 hours a week on revenue-generating activity, and that's that. Yeah, Monday through Friday, when I was, when I was, when I woke up in the morning, I was at work, right? I was making cold calls to realtors, I was having meetings with them, I was doing my BNI stuff, and then more and more of the, the realtor meetings and stuff started to overtake uh, everything else. I you know? love it. So that's, that's the big thing, just structuring it, and, you know, I joined a coaching program, and. Um, you know, really made sure that every day I did a, a new revenue generating activity. And at first, you know, I don't have any clients, I don't have any past database, right, I right. had nothing, right? So, I spent every minute that I had, I spent going to look for business. Smart. Right? At the time, I had an assistant that was working um, at, the, at the brokerage and what she did was, you know, she did all the legwork. I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea. I just started, right? right, right? right. So I hired this loan officer assistant who've been doing it ten times as long as I've been doing it, and she said, "Look, you just go get the business, um, bring it in. You're just going to be kind of like the smiling face, and <laughs> just try to get all the business. And you know, I'm gonna, I'll do the legwork for it, right? So that's what I did for a while, and then I then I slowly learned how to do everything myself. I learned, you know, how to run DU, to pull credit, all that stuff. Started um, cold calling real again, cold calling realtors every single week, getting uh, you know, one to three meetings with them. You know, a lot of times it wouldn't work out, but after doing that over and over and over and over again, you know, one, two loans went to four loans and that went to six loans. And then that went to, now we're at about 10 loans a month consistently. Wow. And it's just from, just from doing, just from working 40 hours a week and doing revenue generating activity. I mean, Luke, there is a million things you can do to get business as a loan officer. Yep. There's almost too yep, much, Yep, yep, yeah. right? The, the, the thing is you got to actually do it, right? And you need to take your time and get out of the file and stop messing around with you know but once once you hit that four to five loans a month thing I think you really need somebody because one thing I didn't mention is I went back to that assistant right so in the beginning I didn't know what I was doing, so I used her to help me out I started to know what I was doing I did everything myself and then out about six six loans I was just topped right. out I couldn't do anything else I was working like a dog right so Yeah, run credit run to you and I'm running a million miles an hour so you start to miss things so I got the I got the assistant back. Um, now we're now rocking and rolling. I'm I'm going out there, and that gives me more time to do uh, generate more. Yeah, videos.
1: that's awesome. That's that's super smart. I think that's one of the biggest things that people miss is. There's not really a shortcut to the uh, to success, right? There's not really a shortcut to winning. I mean, at, at the end of the day, it comes down to hard work and it comes down to consistency over time. Right. I, th- I think the biggest theme that I like to, to when, when we interview people here is is always consistency over time, right? Whatever they're doing, whatever the out of the box thing that they're doing, even if it is something as simple as cold calling, it all comes down to consistency because I think so many times people forget and they just yes. want they want that they want that end result. They want the you know um, you, you talked about the money earlier. That, that they were talking about this crazy amount of money. Like, they want the money without the work. It's like, well, that doesn't work. Right? That's not going to work in this industry. It's not going to work in any industry. Right? Anything, anything worth achieving takes no. work. Right? It doesn't have to be hard work forever, but it does take
0: work to get things started. Yeah, we, we get coffee with people and make calls. I mean, that's not that difficult. Right. There's people out there who are um, doing construction work. Fucking eighty hours a right. week. There's people who are nur- you know nurses who are you know grinding it out during COVID and stuff like that Like what we have to do is hard work. But let's be honest, it's something we can all handle. Right. We can all do it. We could all make these calls every week and we could all make it happen. And dude, like when you say like consistency, like that is the name of the game. And that's it took me so long to figure that out because you know I'm I'm this whole man. I'm all over yep. the place and trying to figure out. You know, I'll, I'll start doing one activity. And I'll get bored. and I'll be like, all right, I'm going to go after this kind of business. Now I want to go after this kind of yeah. business. And like what I noticed when I started doing that, I didn't get anywhere right. with anything. Right. Right. So when I sat down and said like, whatever that is, right, right. Whatever stream that is to make money with mortgages, just, just do it to its completion. Just do it every week. Be consistent yep. with it. It doesn't matter what it is. It's going to work, right? Yep,
1: you 100%. know. And I'm I'm am I'm a marketer, right? So like, you know, I, hear, I see marketers all the time be like, "Oh, cold calling's dead, or Facebook's dead, or Google's dead, or whatever it is that's dead." Right? They talk about this stuff. It's like, the truth is, they all work. Door knocking still works. Like, cold calling still works. Right? Clearly, going to open houses still kind of works, right? I mean, to a certain extent, obviously during COVID, it probably yeah. got a little hard to 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 go to open houses, <laughs> right? But, uh, you know, other than that, like all of that stuff works as long as you're consistent with these actions over time. And and what one of the things that I've learned over time is choose one or two things that you can just be consistent at over time. And then over time, you can start to add more avenues of, of revenue generating activities. But the the problem is people do, they spend a month or two doing one thing. It doesn't work. So they move on to the next thing and they spend another month or two doing that. And it's like, if if you haven't spent at least six months trying something, I I just don't, I just don't think you've, you you know, you've given it enough time to actually understand if it works or not. Like you haven't, everything takes time. Uh, Dude, that
0: is one. (laughs) Uh, that is 1,000% true. Like, that, that, that's. if you want to know what the secret is, what the secret sauce is to, to any of this kind of stuff, that's it. It's, it's literally that simple. You, you have choose what you do and just do it consistently for at least six months. If you're not, I, I, think, I feel like if you're not seeing, like, if you're doing something and you're not seeing results after that long period of time, like six months or a year or something, and literally you didn't get one bit of business out of it, you might be doing something wrong or you might need to reevaluate right, right. it, but, but if you you need to give it time. Yeah. If that's an ad campaign, if that's cold calling, if that's, you know, whatever it is, you got to give it a lot of yeah, time. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you will surprise yourself because it'll start working way better than you ever thought it could.
1: Well, with anything, I mean, it's just one of the things that I do when I first started my business was I used uh, organic marketing. Before I got into, you know, spending a bunch of money on paid ads, uh, I built my business really just off of adding loan officers, Uh, And and talking about results, Mm -hmm. right? That was like the way I built my business. But guess what? It probably took me six plus months before I started to get consistent like traction, consistent reactions. People starting to hit me up like organic like right. just randomly hit me up, "Hey, I've been seeing your posts." Like it takes time because what happens is, you build it takes one it takes time for you to start to to uh, gain favor with the algorithm, right? Because what the algorithm's looking for is like, are you putting out content that people want to engage with? So I'm just specifically talking about organic marketing, but on the other side of things, you know, people are also going to basically reward the same things, right? Like if they see you consistently doing things, right. they see you Post about certain things day after day after day, and, and they know who you are, they know who you are as a person, uh, and then they know that what you do, like that is where you're gonna start to see that attraction, right? So again, this comes down to, you know, yeah, even dude, cold calling. Yeah. I'm sure you probably had to cold call, well, it's probably some of them ended up being warm calls, but you're cold calling the same people over and over and over again. You probably didn't mm-hmm. call the, you know, you probably didn't spend six months calling, you know, 600 different realtors, maybe you called the same
0: realtors,
1: no. you know, over and over and over again, over the six, 12, you know, 18 months, right?
0: Yeah, we, we, I, I, I yes, it a lot of time. And at the beginning of it, I'm sure now I'm a lot better at it now that I was in the beginning, but man, I'm so glad that I started doing that a year ago because a year ago, I could have, I could have did, you know, cold called realtors and whatnot. I could have did it for three months, said, nah, it's not working. And, and then I, I wouldn't be where I am, but I, I stuck with it. Right. And now, you know, my biggest business goal is to be able to join, you know, Paragon and join your team. To be able to find things that are going to be able to help those realtors when i'm cold calling them so i'm going to be able to have things to offer i'm going to be able to nourish my relationships with my existing realtors by being able to provide them leads right, and stuff like right. that so you know that's that's how it should be done and and one of the things that i wish i would have learned i remember we were talking about this setting last week that i wish i would have learned this and and uh, when i first started doing it because i did like you know i did internet uh leads lead generation kind of stuff when I first started. And I did it for three months and I stopped, which is like the worst thing you can you can do with that kind of thing because I wasn't getting that immediate right, gratification. Right. Now, you know, the person who, the, the company, that I, I'm not going to name a company or anything, but, you know, it was kind of, it, it was a little oversold, right. right? And that's what I like about you guys is you're, you're, you're real about it. You said, dude, it's going to take hard work. And the, the biggest, biggest number one thing is, you know, and correct me if you don't agree, but I think that the leads that you're generating, for this stuff. The most important part about those leads is that you're going to be able to leverage those leads to build relationships with referral partners. That's more important than the lead itself. I and yep. I I thought I understood that a year ago, but I did. I really yeah, did. Well, and now I, I, do. I
1: Here's what I'll say just as a, as a caveat to that. I, I truly believe that in your first year, you really probably have no business buying leads just, just because like the truth is like, And when you're first getting started as a loan officer, internet leads is a whole other (laughs) ballgame, right? So you have to learn how to sell a whole different way. If you also, in the same time, need to learn how to be a good loan officer... It's just really hard to do both things at the same time, right? So just to kind of, you know, to allow allow you to be okay with that failure, whatever you want to call it, a learning experience. It's like, the truth is like early on, I mean, you know, we typically don't like to bring people on that don't have at least a year of experience because there is such a, it's a hard thing to learn, right? One, you need the consistency of of revenue, but two, you need to understand how to be a good loan officer first. Like that, that can't, you can't substitute being a good loan officer for anything else. Like you just have to have that skill set.
0: no. Um, but yes, you can't. And it's, it's a different type of selling too. And that's, that's one of the things I learned. You know, I was treating these leads that I got a year ago. I was treating them like a realtor referral right. and that's not what you want to do with these at all. Right. And you know, I was, I was on your training yesterday and I was going through it and I'm like, dude, like it, you're, you're totally right. You have to call and you have to present yourself way different. This is a totally different type of a sale. Right not a bad thing it's just it's just different and you have to handle it the right Right, way
1: yeah with uh with internet leads you you don't have the borrowed trust that comes along with uh referral right so like you have to build no like and trust you have to also understand that uh these people are are making a decision that is massive right i mean that's a three four five six hundred thousand six hundred thousand dollar home right like you're never going to make a bigger purchase so there's there's going to be a fear-based no. response that comes out of people when when they start to get faced with this, right? Because, you know, human psychology is people are either... Right. Running away from uh, from pain or running towards pleasure, right? And they're actually going to be more likely to go away from pain than they are to, to go towards pleasure, right? And so when you think about this, they're like, man, this is yeah. a scary transaction. They're, you know, maybe I'm getting screwed, maybe I'm getting scammed, things like that. But but just to go back to your former point, right? Um, yeah, the the biggest thing about a direct to consumer uh, program is being able to leverage it for for basically just leverage it's a leverage tool uh to go out and get more referral partners but also let's say you know you close a loan right from that person you're going to want to ask for referrals even if that one for every let's say for every of two course. people that you close you get a referral back cool um but guess what these people are also i mean if you do if you do your job right and you have a good nurture system most most uh, homeowners buy what four to seven homes over their lifetime so how do you or do yeah. four to seven mortgage transactions over their lifetime, right? Can you capture their next refi? Can you capture the next purchase? Can you get referrals to their that, their network of people? So you gotta think about this from that standpoint, in addition to, yes, leveraging it and leveraging value for getting in with uh, referral partners, right? Cause I'm sure it was probably pretty tough for you to get in, yeah. you are know, cold calling people and like, you know, what was your value prop? Like what, what made you stand out from everybody else? When you were, I just,
0: I had to, I had to kind of, I had to kind of learn along the way. Right. right? And then that's, but my biggest value proposition now the same, now that I've perfected it and perfected the meeting, my biggest value proposition is simple. I'm going to, I'm going to answer the phone every time you call, you know, I'm going to answer the phone when you call, I'm going to call your client back the same day, regardless. um, And we're going to close your loan on time. And we're gonna, also we're gonna give you communication throughout the entire process. If if the, if you're if a realtor has to come to you and say like you know if a realtor is talking to other realtors and saying, oh, I could never get a hold of my loan officer, you're doing something right, wrong. Right. You need to fix that problem immediately. It's a massive problem because I tell them I say that's that's my number one priority is to give you give you a smooth closing. Um, and to give you updates along the whole way in communication and to call your client. Well, and,
1: and, and how do you, that's what, how do you reframe that into a way? Like, Hey, you know what? Like by doing those things, now I'm going to save you X amount of time per month. Right. If you, if you haven't listened to the Michael Mann episode, that's one of the things we talk about is, is he says like, Hey, you know what? Like I save you on average five to 15 hours a month or sorry, five to 15 hours per transaction. That means that means we take care of everything for you. What can you do with an extra five to 15 hours a, a month? Oh, I can go out and get another deal. I can go there out and go. spend time with my family. I can do these things. Yeah. And so, like, framing these things in a way that, you know, yes, you're doing things that are kind of ordinary, but you're doing it in a way that most people haven't thought about, right? You're systemizing a process that most people haven't thought about as well. And and, it, and another good book, I know we talked about fanatical prospecting off air, but another good book is, is uh, Never Lose a Customer Again. And it, it basically talks about this idea of, uh, you know, just thinking about every step in the journey, and that's one of the things we're like legitimately redoing here in two weeks. we meeting with my executive team, and we're we're going to be reinventing our whole entire onboarding process to be just so much more dialed in because every step matters, right? Every step within, you know, if you can if you can create a perfect process within about a ninety day window, you're going to create fans for life, right? So how do you create that, and, and then and get them to, to keep working with you forever? Um, I think that's huge, uh, and it's good to think about right there, like because that's whatever. What if it does cost you three thousand dollars to acquire a client? Oh, well, if they give you a referral, okay, now it's $1,500. If, if you're able to leverage that to get five more referrals, oh, wait, now you've, you know, you've got to think about it that way. Like You can leverage these for so right, much more. Right. All right, now they're going to do five lifetime transactions. Great, now what's it costing you for that person? you got right. to think about it from a long-term perspective, right. you know what I mean? And I think so many times people forget that concept. And then the problem is you get stuck in the rat race or the, uh, the transactional mindset of like, hey, I need the deals for tomorrow. And I never build a pipeline for the future. Right. Right.
0: Well, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to think about, it's hard to think about expanding a business with that mindset. You, you won't be able right. to, right? If you're living like, oh, I need to, I need to get more deals for this month. Like it's, that's not a way to live. That's not a way to grow anything. Right. What right. right? well, we always say the, the average pot, like when you, what you do today is going to affect you 90 days down the road, right? right? So you know you're not going to get instant gratification from it making that cold call giving that update call you know doing that open house whatever it is going to the b and i meeting that's not going to give you results that month it's going to give it's going to take probably probably 3 to 6 months right. before you see anything from it. so consistency is the key yeah. you have to just keep doing absolutely, it absolutely man uh, it's, it's just whatever whatever that is well and
1: absolutely man and you know just i mean and the, and the truth is like you know getting to 10 transactions a month i mean like how many people I mean, we talk to people all the time, loan officers all the time that have been, you know, doing one to three transactions for 20 years, you know, per month. It's like, you know, part of the reason is because I think one of the other things that that you've done is you've, one, you've already talked about it. You've already invested in your business multiple times. You got a coach. You invested in leads early on. Right. Not not necessarily that that was, you know, maybe the best choice early on, but hey, it is is what it is. (laughs) The truth is you invested and you were willing to fail. And I think that is what so many people mess out on as well is that, like, they're looking for... I don't know, they, they want to they, they think that everything, they, they know everything and they can do everything themselves. And, and, and to a certain extent, that's fine. But right. Like,
0: you can't, though. Yeah. You can't do anything yourself and you don't know everything. And like, you have to realize, like, the biggest thing as well is not only do you not know everything, but there is somebody out there that is doing things better than you are. There are people doing things that are better than me, better than you, better than anybody. And if you could surround yourself with those people and ask questions, um, listen when they talk. Because it'll it'll give you advice that you'll use to catapult your business. You don't know everything. You don't. And there's somebody out there doing it better, so listen to them. Listen to what they're doing. Take their advice.
1: Right, right. You know? Well, I mean, you know, just just to kind of go back to what you talked about earlier, like, I think it was your broker you said that uh, was doing B&I. So, like, man, I need to start a chapter. I need to do this thing. You know, even though, like, you had no idea what you were doing, you were, like, willing to do that. So, I think that's a testament to, like, you know, and, and, why, right. and why in your first year in business you could do $25 million Because, like, the truth is, like, you probably failed a lot within that year. You probably did a lot of things that didn't work. Um, yeah but you know I, I don't know man i think there's something to be said for for
0: for that the consistency of, act, of well action. you know when i was in my first like professional job before i did before i did this i had a career which i thought was going to be my career forever was in, in the hearing aid industry basically i, I sold and hearing aids and and fit them for people and the first job i had i was young i was probably like 22 years old and um you know i was making good money so i, I felt like i was just the, the king of the world right and yeah, you know, I remember. You know, I I fell on my face when I first started. I like thought I knew everything for some reason. I don't know why, but I thought I knew. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I had uh, two you know assistants and stuff like that, and receptionists. And I remember my I, I was I was failing really bad. And the owner at the time who hired me on, she said, "God gave you two uh, two ears and one mouth for a reason." <laughs> And that, that hit me real hard because I was like a poof, right in the face because right. he was basically saying, like, dude, you're screwing up. Like, you're not doing well, and you think you are for some reason. You got an excuse for everything. Oh, that was a bad client. Oh, that was because of this. Oh, it's because of that. I'll get in the next. No, no. Just listen, right? And when I started, and, and, and that little piece of advice kind of changed me forever because – I, now, my ears are always open. Yep. And I, you know, if, if I, I always try to talk to people who are doing 30, 40 deals a month and say, what are you doing? I want to learn from you. And I don't try to just say, oh, well, I tried that it doesn't work. Close your mouth, open your ears, and see why it worked for them. Right. And just listen. Right. The more you listen, the, the better you'll get at what you do, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and it's true. I mean, you don't necessarily have to do everything that everybody else does because, like, you know.
0: No, it, no, but listen fun. to them, you know. It's.
1: Well, and I think, I think at the end of the day, you're going to notice that like really all it comes down to is consistency over time, just kind of going back to that, that concept. But it's funny that you talk about that, like getting so confident. I don't know if you're familiar with the Dunning-Kruger effect, but it just talk, that's basically like what that is. It's like, you know, your confidence is so high when you know nothing. And then so so yeah. it's, called, it's called it's called Mount Stupid, right? You're at the top of you're the peak at Mount Stupid and you think you're just so great. So like you know nothing and yet you think you're so great. And then you kinda you kinda fall back down and you realize you know nothing and you're like, oh crap. And that's called the Valley of Despair. And then you start to learn, okay, or as you kinda learn more and more and more, you're like, okay, I know nothing, I still know nothing, but you know, confidence starts to go back up again because you're like all right i'm developing and it's funny because i i went through that too like i remember when i was first getting started i, I had some big months and i was like oh man i'm so great you know i know everything i'm the best facebook advertiser there is and then i lost like sixty thousand dollars in revenue in like six weeks and i got humbled and yeah. almost lost a business and it was just like uh it was just interesting and i i find myself still falling into that uh trap sometimes of like oh well i'm you know I'm there, I can do it, I'm, you know, and then just kind of right. falling into bad habits and, you know, it happens, right? Uh, but, you know, over time you start to learn like, hey, you know what, I have so much to learn, right? I mean, you think about, you know, the the shameless shan- right. noses of the world that did like 2 billion last year, like, you know that's ridiculous that's ridiculous like you know but i'm sure over time he's learned i can't even
0: fathom it he's
1: learned he's learned over time like what needs needs to happen in order to 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 grow and so like there's always there's always other levels right like when we think we're at the, the high level like right. there's always other levels and people doing double triple quadruple right. that, that you know and, and that's not necessarily always the goal but you know just understanding that i mean and i like the concept that like we're all standing on shoulders of giants nothing new there's nothing really new out there we're just Basically, you know, we're redoing things, we're changing things, but they're the same we're over and over and over again. So um, right. I, I just kind of love just this conversation because at the end of the day, I don't know, man, like people, people tend to overcomplicate things. Um, and it's really pretty yeah. simple, right? Like if you just take consistent action over time on whatever it is, something's going to happen. Something's going to work or you're either going to yeah. learn what works, you're going to learn what doesn't work. And
0: either way you learned. Right, right, exactly, 100%, absolutely. So, let's, so
1: walk, walk us through, like, what, what is it that you, you know, at the moment, What's what are you currently doing uh, to get business? Like, what's kind of your, your current model um, on that front, man?
0: So currently, I would say most of my business coming in is from referral partners that I met, and most of the referral partners that I met were from cold calling them and inviting them to coffee and, you know, just getting to know them and building a relationship with them. That's the majority of where my business is coming from. Um, I'm also making a shift towards um, doing more organic leads, which is why I got started with sure. you guys uh, about a month ago. Uh, well, we're just we're really just getting started like this right. week, actually. But um, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. And I'm going to have a second channel in my business. And my plan is to use that to leverage more relationships with more realtors, not just in my hometown, but all across the state. Right. And in different states too. So realship, real realtor relationships is the backbone of my business and it will continue to be the backbone of my business yep. until it doesn't work yep. anymore. I just want to kind of 10x it and that's what we're doing here is is that way. So that's where most of it's coming from. I've never been a, a, a heavy refi person. I love refis. I love when they come. Uh, they're great. Uh, but you know, you have to, re- you can't rely on them as we're all seeing right now. I mean, when rates go up, they drastically go down. I mean, yeah, there's cash outs and stuff like that. But you know, if you want consistent, c- consistent, steady business, that's going to fill a pipeline forever. It's all about the purchases. Well, and it's in my interesting. Though, so
1: that's why I concentrate on it. Interesting though, because like when you do purchases, you know? refis are going to come. <laughs> right. I mean, inevitable. Inev- in,
0: exa- inev- exactly. Exactly. I exactly. Mean, and exactly. we got to think about see if, if rates go back down, right, that's
1: what I was about to say. That's oof. what I was about to say. It's like, yeah, rates aren't always going to be, I mean, this high, right? Like maybe they are going to keep going up for a little bit, but yeah. they'll come, they'll come back down at least a little bit. They'll, you know, be in the fours at some point. And Hey, guess what? All the people that got a home in the fives, now all of a sudden you got a refinance opportunity. Right. And it's obviously part of that comes right. down to building that relationship with them over time as well. And I think that's the big thing to think about is like, um, you know, yeah. What, what does your business look like holistically? And what are the systems that you're putting in place to engage those people in the future? And I think that's something that, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the people that have been in the business a long time, that's what they've ended up doing is they've just learned how to nurture their database. Right. I mean, one of my, you know, one of my, my buddies, Bill out here in Orange County, like all he does almost every, every he just does like calls every month to his database and he sends out cards to his database. Yeah. And it's just like just simple stuff like that. And he just does a ton of business. Um, and then also works with some. Reflux. I do once a, once
0: a week. You're doing once a week. Yeah, once a week. It. Yeah, I do. Um, I call two letters of the alphabet, so like A and B, C and D, the last name. Uh, I'll, just, I'll call check up with them. Just say, how you doing? Just want to check up, see how you're doing, see how's everything going with the house. Um, I ask for the business. Say, hey man, if you know anybody who's uh, any friends or family looking to buy or, or refinance or sell a house, I'd love to. I'd love to be. I'd love to be part of the uh, part of your team. I love working with you. Just keep in contact with them, right? Uh, I want to start sending out, like, letters and stuff, too. That's something I don't do currently, and I, I really would like to start doing it, is sending out quarterly letters to them and just kind of, you know, hey, hope you enjoy everything. Right. Give me a call if you have all any right. questions. Just for another touch. Yeah. Doesn't hurt, and, and all the experts are doing it, so.
1: Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I, that's something that, you know, I, I think is, is huge, especially if you can do it, um, if you can do written letters, right? I mean, I, uh, I just think about uh, this first, uh, the company First Form is like a protein company that was st- uh, founded by Andy Frisella, Uh, One of the things that they do on every single one of their uh, invoices or their receipts is they have someone that writes a personal note. And I'm over here, like, literally advertising them just because they write a personal note on their, like, over overly expensive protein powder, you know what I mean? Like, but that's part of the the. Sound exp- like this? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, Exactly. Sound like this <laughs> Exactly. It's just some sort of a some sort of a a, a, a thing that just makes you kind of look a little different than everybody else, right? Like, what are you doing? And one of the things that I've heard in the past is like, yes, you want to send like holiday stuff and, and all that kind of stuff, but like, find other reasons to send stuff so that you that you're not one of the like hundred people that sends the holiday gift, right? You get lost in the shuffle. Right. So you can find other ways to be creative with right. that stuff too, and that's not my forte. So I'm not going to go too deep into that. But you know, again, just thinking uh, creatively is just uh, I think one of the biggest things that that uh, you know is going to help you stand out. And again, I mean, you know, one of the things I think you've done. I mean, a lot of it just comes down to consistency, right? Like I mean, you just talked about this. How many how many right. loan officers? Right. Let's 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 make a bet, right? Like how many loan officers are doing what you do every every week?
0: None. Very be, very be- few. Probably ten percent, maybe less than ten percent. Yeah, very few, and
1: it's a simple thing, right? Just call and so walk us through that. I think that's a huge thing we can talk about here. Is is walk us through? um, Sure. You know, you kind of mentioned it, but like, let's just say, you know, on a weekly basis, what is your process
0: Uh, for what for for meeting new agents or no no no.
1: for 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 calling your uh, calling your existing part your your existing list your existing database.
0: So you know, so like I said, I do A and B one week, C and D the next week, E and F. My bad. Um, this was like our last name, so it's Anderson and Benson. That would be the people I'd call the first okay. week, and then Charles and whatever. So I call them, and and, it's just, and then when you do that, you end up calling them four times a year. So I call them and I say, "Hey, this is Ian Anderson with American Mortgage Services. Um, and we did your mortgage uh, for your house uh, last year. How are you doing?" And and every time I do it, like, oh, Ian, oh, my gosh, I'm I'm great. How are you doing? What's going on? Oh, nothing much. You know, we're just, uh, everything's going great over here. I just wanted to call and uh, just touch base, just kind of say thank you. You know, we we appreciate your business. Um, Wanted to check out, see how everything's going with the house, uh, see if you happen to have any questions along the way. Oh, no, no, yeah, the house is great. Yeah, I love I I will tell you, one time I did have somebody when I called and they said, I hate this house. I'm like, oh. Well, let's, let's help you, let's but, uh, help you sell one. it. You're like, well, let's help you I'm it. Like, uh, I was like, well. Well, it was like three months ago, so I was like, why don't we wait like three months and we'll have a conversation about it. But, no, I mean, you know, honestly, 99.9%. Is, oh, I love the house. The house is great. And then you say, hey, do you, do you happen to know anybody who's, who's looking to buy, uh, sell, or refinance right now? And then every once in a while, I'll get somebody who says, "Oh yeah, my uh, my my brother's moving down to Florida. Is it okay if I give him your number?" And the thing is, they would have never remembered that if you wouldn't have just called right. them. It doesn't happen every call, but I've gotten some business from that for sure. So, and, and then not only does it does it help get additional business that way, but it also keeps you in, in the front of their head, so that you know when you when they do decide to buy into their house, they're not calling another loan officer. You'd be surprised, man. I had. Um, uh, the, the database for my company is—they—they um, they let me have access to that. No one followed up with anybody at the time, like like no one. They did the transaction, and it was just done. Right. So I had uh, during the in the like right around 2020, late 2020, they gave me a list of everybody in the uh, who did they did past deals with in the last three years. I started calling them. Dude, you would be surprised how many people I called and they were like, oh, I already refinanced with some somebody else. Right. And it's like, you just did this loan for them two or three years ago. Why wouldn't you give us a call? Well, the reason was because nobody reached back out to right, them. Right, right, right. So I'm like, I'm going to stay in front of them so that whenever they do decide to do it, I don't ever want to call them. And they say, oh, no, we refinanced with somebody else. We thought you were, we, we, we thought you all were too busy or we, we just, uh, you know, we got this mail or we just went with them. Like, you don't ever want to be that person. So just, just call them and stay on top of them. It's not that hard. It's two letters of the alphabet per week. Yeah, I, I love right? that,
1: man.
0: Um, and you can automate it too when you get a big giant database too, I don't have a huge database, but I would imagine when you have a massive database, you can have somebody call those people for you and check out for them. There's a million ways to do it. Just make sure you're doing
1: something. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. And it's funny that you say this because like we, we see this all the time with even our leads, right? Like people like don't get called and some of these people might take six months and then like we'll do a reactivation campaign. We'll just take right. out a blast and say, hey, you know, just want to make sure we didn't drop the ball. And they'll be like, oh, I already purchased. Oh, I already purchased. Oh, I already purchased. And oh. it just hurts to hear that. But at the same time, it's like, hey, like that's, that's, yeah, that's validation that, that you know, there's there's deals to be had. Yeah. If you just follow up enough, um, you know, because People, inevitably people at some point like are going to buy or refinance right people don't just fill out a form online right. without any intent to do anything yeah may, they may maybe not may they may not move forward at some point but like they at least are interested in, in the thing right and so i just think it's interesting that it's interesting man it's just a, it's going to happen
0: eventually just stay with yeah, it yeah <laughs> yeah
1: absolutely which again man i think that's the biggest thing to kind of my biggest takeaway from from you know our conversation today is just really man like you've just You've learned the art of consistency, man. So, so, so I guess let's talk about that, man. How do you, well, thanks. how do you stay? All right. So, so early, a little bit earlier, you talked about, uh, kind of being a little bit scatterbrained. So, so tell us a little bit like, so how do you stay organized? Right. I mean, you know, you, you talk about the, you know, this is all consistency here. So how do you stay organized uh, and keep your mind, uh, keep your mind out of the way and, and, you know, just doing the actions every single week?
0: Basically, you know, I I have a dedicated day of the week that I do each activity. Number one, and number two is, you know, I have a spreadsheet that has my pipeline in it, and with everybody who has, with every point of uh, whether they're a nurturer, whether they, I need their docs, whether they're um, pre-approved and looking, like all that kind of stuff. So I have that. I'm very like very consistent about making sure everything is in there because I know personally if I don't put somebody in there, I'm going to forget about them and they're just going to go nowhere. So another thing is get a CRM. You know, I, I use a CRM. Um, make sure everybody that you talk, you know, everybody you're doing business with is in there and they're labeled properly. So properly. So, you know, the, uh, I use the tags on my CRM. So if they're, if they're like not ready, I'll put them in a nurture, I'll put nurture on their tag. And then I'll know to put them in an ad campaign that gives them an email once every you know month or, or something like that. Um, but every Thursday, one of the things that I do is I call anybody who it hasn't filled out their application yet or hasn't gotten their documents saying, I'm going to call them and check up on them, see what, see what's going on, see what we got to do. And I call them for probably like five or six times. And then when I don't get anything, then they go into the nurture, um, nurture folder and then they get put on a campaign. But the, the thing is, they're I'm not just going to stop reaching out to them just because I didn't hear from them. Right? Right, right. If, if somebody talked to you and then five weeks later, you know, you've tried to follow up five times, they've changed their mind for now. But they're going, like you said, they're gonna eventually end up buying a house. So right. don't just throw that person away. Right. Put them, put them in your CRM. Put them on some kind of a, a lead campaign, so that way you know, you know, you know when they're ready again, and yeah. call them once in a while.
1: That's what but I was, that most was importantly, me to I mean,
0: the nurture people. I don't call them like I should. I'm gonna be honest. I really don't. And that, I think, is one of the one of the problems with my business is I, I put them on a campaign. You know, if I tried reaching out six to seven times and they haven't said anything, when I put them in a nurture campaign, it, t- it does text them about once every, about once a month and says, hey, are you still interested in looking for a home and, and stuff like that? Um, but I still think it would be a good idea maybe when that campaign is over to give that person a call and yeah. say, hey, just want to check up, see if you're, you know long 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 term follow up I don't really have a plan for that I probably should have a plan for it so yeah, I'm open yeah. to suggestions to anybody listening to this podcast,
1: what they do. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, you know, just just was thinking like maybe like a quarterly call to these type of people and just, or, or even having someone else, you know, maybe do some chasing down, right? You know, as, as you kind of grow, too. So, you know, you're doing 10, 10 deals a month, right? Like, you know, over time it gets to, to stack up. I mean, I, in a year, you, you know, your database yeah. is, is, isn't huge. But then in, the thing about it, in 10, 20 years, like all of a sudden you're you're talking about, you know, <laughs> I would presume, like you know, lot. growth over the next few years too. So it's like instead of 10, maybe now it's 20 loans a month. Then it's 30 loans a month. Right. Now you're dealing with like massive, massive pipelines, not only of leads and prospects, but also of past clients. So yeah, definitely having some touches right. in place. But yeah, interesting. Uh, interesting. I mean, again, I, I think that goes down to just being organized um, and not allowing your disorganized brain. Because that's one of the things that I think most salespeople, entrepreneurs, like, the personality that's going to be a loan officer is going to be fairly similar to this, which is, you know, uh, they're good at getting the business, things like that, but not as good at being organized. So getting something in place right. that forces you to be organized, that, that forces you to do those actions – Reminders, using, you know, even a, something as simple as a Google Calendar. Put it in the Google Calendar. Hey, you know what? I need to follow up right. with this person in, in X amount of days. And then you get a notification. Oh, cool. All right. Now I know exactly what I have to follow up with. Um, and I think one right. of the things is making sure that you set definite next steps for everything that you do, right? Anything that you do, any, anything that you want to uh, accomplish, right? Like, okay, well, you know what? This person's not ready. All right. Well, I'm going to put it on my calendar. They're ready for, They're not ready for 90 days. Okay. I'm going to put it on my calendar in 45 or 60 days to give them a call. Yeah. Oh, just call to see them. where they're at. Right, but it has to be on a calendar. It has to be somewhere it reminds you, because you're not going to remember when yeah. you're doing a million things, when you're originating loans, when you're having to look at guidelines, when you're having to prospect. You're not going to remember, you know, the person from nine no. days ago unless you have a reminder. No. So, I think that's cool, man. Um, what What would you say is like, if you were to start all over again, what would you What would you do today to, to go out and get more business?
0: If I had to start everything all over again, um, that's a good question. What I would do is I would. I would focus on meeting qualified real estate agents. I would call, you know, I would call that list of agents. When I say qualified, I consider qualified at least ten buy sides a year, right? I wouldn't waste my time, you know, not not other people doing less than that or like bad people or anything. It's just I wouldn't waste my time setting up with meetings on anyone who is doing less than that because I want to use my time the most efficiently. If I was starting this job, if I was starting from zero loans and I started walking to work on Monday. I would get, I would get MMI and I would get a list of all those qualified agents in my area and I would call like 50 of them. And I would just, I would just call all of them and set as many appointments as I possibly could. When I went on that appointment, I would get to know them and I would follow up with that person for about a maximum of 10 weeks to 12 weeks until I got a deal from them. That's the biggest thing. When you go on these meetings, when you meet real estate agents for the first time and you're calling them and you call them six, which by the way, Luke, you were right earlier. I, I don't just call them once. I actually have a schedule to call them up to 12 times before I, if I don't get an answer by then, they're gone. So 12 times. And, and by the way, most of the success is on call five or six, just to right. let you know that. So let's say you call this real estate agent five times. You finally get a meeting. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm, I'm good. You go to the meeting and man, it went perfect. Right? You're walking out of there, you're like, dude, I'm good. I'm, I don't need to, I don't need to follow up. And then they're going to send me a deal. They said they'd send me a deal. So why wouldn't they? You still need to call and follow up with that person because that was one of my biggest mistakes when I first started. Well, they just let that person go. I said, oh, they're going to, they said they'll send me one. They will. You should still call and check up with them once a week or, or something to, or, to, to be able to, uh, to make sure that you're following up and, and that you're a top of mind. Because right. just like with leads, the more time goes by past that meeting, the less important you get. I I hate to say that. I don't want to hurt your feelings, anybody listening, but that's just the truth, right? If, if you went to on a meeting with a real estate agent immediately after that meeting, if that real estate, if if it went well, if immediately after that meeting, if that real estate agent got a call and was looking for somebody, you know, who was looking to buy a house, they would most likely refer you. But every day that goes by past that meeting, they're less likely to refer you unless you give them a call and stay at the top of the mind, right? That's what I would do. I, I assumed too much. I was like, oh, I'm good, yeah, it's fine, you know. And then one of the things I would say that's, that's number one is I'd follow up with them afterwards. Number two, um, we talked about this, I would wait until you're in the business about a year before you purchase leads um, straight up. I, I think that that I purchased leads way too way, way in the beginning of my career and I shouldn't have. I wasn't ready for them. Now I can't wait. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I know that I gotta make, you know, five, six calls per leaf and I'm cool with that because I get it now. And I understand what I'm doing. And right, right. so that's number two. Um, and then number three is once you start getting these realtors, once you start getting a bunch of them that are sending you business, you gotta have, you gotta do something to retain them, right? And that's what I'm doing right now. I am, I am, you know, starting a lead campaign to get organic business to feed to these realtors because I don't want them to go anywhere.
1: Right, right, right. So number one, biggest thing object.
0: to take. Yeah, I don't, I don't want anybody else who's who's doing. I don't want some other guy who's who's doing your marketing program to come up to him and say, oh, I'm gonna give you all these leads, and then like, yeah, you're really nice and everything, but I think I'm gonna try this guy out, and they love him. and I'm gone, I'm old news. So right. now I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to do something to make sure that I keep these, keep everybody hungry, right? But for for starting off, that's what I would do, man. I'd make like fifty calls a day, and I would just do that, become a master at that, meet with as many of them as you can, follow up with them afterwards and be about your word. If you tell them you're going to call and follow up and give them updates every week, do it. If you say you're going to close a loan in 30 days, do it. And if you're if you're working somewhere, you're doing you're with a company or or with a, you know, a lender or whatever that's not able to close those loans in 30 days, you need to think about where you're at because you want to make sure that you are able to do the things you're promising. Yeah. That's what I do. Straight up. I do yeah, it all over again. I, lo- I just
1: hit I love bump. that. I love that. And that, that's huge. I mean, it's funny because that's something that I tell people too. It's like you need to have more conversations with people, right? I mean, you have to. The yeah. hardest thing about, you know, again, going back to the lead conversation, the hardest thing is, like, now you're having to look up guidelines. Like, how do I structure this loan? Like, you don't sound confident right. with these people because you don't really know anything right. about the mortgage <laughs> industry. You know, like, so so it's like, I,
0: I like... Dude, these you know, internet leads, they'll cut right through you. They'll they will cut right through you. They don't understand yeah. it. And, what, and then the reason I say that mostly is because during that first year of your career, you really shouldn't be spending time on internet. You should be spending time meeting realtors and developing your, your, your core, right? Your core realtor group who are gonna refer you business. And then you start getting the leads, dude, then it's, gate, then it's freaking game, but then you got two like uh, funnels. So don't, don't do one funnel half-assed and then go to the next one. You're not gonna be able to do both of them at the same time. I mean, unless you know what you're doing.
1: Right, right, right. Well, I think I think the other thing too to, to remember is like when you first started, you have more time than money. So leverage leverage right. the asset that you have more of, which is time, to go out and have more conversations. Yes. Right. So again, I mean, I think it goes down to like talking to more real estate agents, but but also letting everybody that you know know that you do mortgages. Not being spammy about it. Not like not telling no. them to do business, but like just letting everybody know. Like put it on your Facebook profile. Show people yes. that you're a loan officer because I see so many times that you go on people's pages, you're like. Are you even a loan officer? Like, where does it say that you're a loan officer? You haven't said one time on your page is that you're a loan officer. There's not a, there's not a job description. There's nothing up there at the top that says you're a loan officer. Nothing. Like, nothing that tells anybody that you're a loan officer. So how, I mean, that's what people do in the social age. They're going to go look you on Facebook. They're going to say, all right, what's on Facebook? Right. What's on Instagram? What's on, you know, what are these profiles? If you don't sh- show who you are, like, I mean, I don't know, man. I think that's just kind of a, another. No one's going to
0: know. Facebook. No, but that's, that's 100% right, and that's, I, I didn't even realize it, but I was doing the same thing too. And I would say anybody else listening to this who's just starting out, go to all your closings for the, only, for the sheer fact that you want to get that closing picture. That is right. worth the whole thing. Drive, sit at that closing for an hour with the borrower, and then take the picture with them with the keys and the signs and all this stuff, and post it on your Facebook. Every single closing, and I don't go to closings anymore because I quite frankly don't have time. But in my first year, when I was doing one to three loans a month, you need to be going to every closing, and taking that picture and putting it on your Facebook. Because the more times you post the p- closing, hey, just got just had a successful closing with the Jones family. Your friends, your family see it, your sphere of influence see it. Oh, and by the way, the realtors that your friends is on Facebook, they're seeing it too. They're friends. Like it's you want to do that every time. You want to go to every closing and get a picture. It costs nothing to do that. Zero dollars to do that. And I promise you, you will get a loan out of it. Like yep, yep. somebody's gonna somebody's gonna message you and say, "Hey man, I just noticed you're in the mortgage industry. I was thinking about buying a house with my girl. Like, uh, what do you? Is now a good time? Like, so you're gonna get something out of it."
1: Yep, absolutely, man, absolutely. And and uh, you know, I just kind of the recap. I think the the biggest, uh, and I know we've talked about this a couple times, but uh, you know, consistency over time, regardless of what you're doing, find one or two things that you just uh, you can you can you can commit to being consistent with whether that be Facebook posting, whether that be going to be meetings every week, whether that be call, cold calling realtors. I mean, it might not let me like, cold calling realtors may not just be what's for you, right? Like, but the truth is you're going to have to do things that are uncomfortable. Um, so, you know, I, I have, you know, I think that's a, a huge place to start, right? Cold calling realtors, cold calling, you know, finding a way to, to just have more conversations. I think so many times, uh, people get caught up in, in what I like to call hope marketing, right? They just hope that people are going to, you know, work with them cause they're so cool. But, uh, Unfortunately, if people don't know who you are, uh, they can't do business (laughs) with you. So um, thank you so much, Ian. Uh, If someone wanted to kind of find some more information about you or, or, you know, just connect with you, is there anywhere that uh, they can kind of find you?
0: Sure, absolutely. Um, You know, you can go on www.tampabaymortgagepro.com. That's my website. You can give me a call. My number is 813-798-1482. That's my office number. Um, Or you can find me on Facebook. You know, just Google Ian Anderson Mortgage and I, I'll, I'll pop up there. Ian G. Anderson is my name on Facebook. Refriend me on Facebook. Uh, if you have any questions, you're just getting started, um, I'm an open book. I'd love to help anybody out.
1: Love it, man. I love it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. And again, thank you for being here, man. And for everybody who's listening, again, consistency over time. Make sure that you're taking time that you're being patient with the actions that you're taking don't give up too easily don't spend two or three weeks four weeks two months doing something and give up because you think it's not working you know give yourself three to six months at least to see something to fruition and see if it's giving you any traction Uh, and then from there you can decide whether or not you want to keep doing it Um, but I do think you do need to give yourself at least three to six months uh, you know with just about anything that you do uh, to see whether or not it makes sense or if it's going to work right so thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Thank you for tuning into the Loans on Demand podcast on loansondemandpodcast.com. The Loans on Demand podcast.